Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We're broadcasting live from the nation's capital today in Washington, D.C. And one of the interesting things that uh, caught our attention today on Inside Sources was a piece in The Hill uh, by Adi Dinar, who's the uh, attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation. And, of course, we've all been talking about the uh, the census. Uh, but do you know there's more to the Census Bureau's work? And often it requires Americans to divulge personal information. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, raises a lot of red flags for me and uh, sets the spidey sense off in terms of some worry. And uh, Adi, thanks for joining us today. And tell us, this American Community Survey, uh, which is done by the Census Bureau, tell us exactly what that is and what kind of information are they going after? Thanks for having me. Uh, So the American Community Survey is one of a few dozen surveys that the Census Bureau uh, conducts every year, and it asks highly intrusive questions of Americans. It asks about 100-odd questions uh, dealing with a person's uh, fertility history, sexual orientation, how many cars, beds, cell phones you have, uh, what's your commute time, um, uh, how many, uh, how, what's your taxes, utility bills, etc. So it's highly intrusive questions that gives uh, the government officials a a very private uh, 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 landscape of your life. And that raises a lot of red flags, as you said, uh, because uh, the community survey is mandatory, not voluntary. It would be one thing if, uh, if the survey was voluntary. In that instance, people would have been free to refuse to answer the survey. But unfortunately, the American Community Survey is mandatory, which means if you do not answer the survey, uh, you could face thousands of dollars in fines. And that is not right. Wow. So, okay, so if, if you are chosen to be part of this American Community Survey, it is not optional. If you don't, uh, if you don't complete that, if you don't do it, uh, you could be fined. You could have uh, other, uh, other penalties put on you. So, one, having the government do that. Uh, tell us how, to me, this just goes so far beyond the scope of the census and what the, I mean, the census is about counting people, right? Uh, so what is it that has given, is this just mission creep, uh, from the census bureau? What seems to be driving this? So I think, uh, I think the census bureau's position is uh, they can collect, uh, any information they like, uh, from anybody they like. 
And there are obvious uh, constitutional problems with this. Uh, and even before we get to those, uh, there are statutory problems with this because Congress has tasked the Census Bureau with one job, to count the number of people in the country for purposes of apportionment. Uh, and that's the only job it has. But uh, the Bureau has read uh, that authorizing statute to give them this uh, sort of blank check to ask any and all information uh, from anybody they like. And that is problematic just on the statutory level, but it is also problematic from a constitutional perspective because they are forcing people to speak against their will. Uh, they are disregarding people's choice to refuse to give information to government officials, uh, and they are invading people's privacy. Yeah, and so as you, as you look at that, again, it's everything from uh, sexual orientation to how many cell phones you have, your rent payment, how long your commute is. Uh, there's all kinds of, uh, of information in there. And it, it really, again, the constitutional question in terms of uh, that right to privacy uh, and not having to disclose all of those things uh, to the government uh, just to me uh, is a real head scratcher. <laughs> uh, has, there, has there been a significant pushback or has there been uh, are lawsuits in the works in terms of people pushing back to say, hey, I don't have to give all of my personal information to the government? There is, in fact, uh, and that is why I wrote the article in The Hill. Uh, at Pacific Legal Foundation, we have filed a class action lawsuit uh, in Washington state uh, challenging uh, the Census Bureau's authority to conduct the community survey and uh, challenging their authority to find people if they refuse to answer the survey. And in that lawsuit, we raise uh, all of these statutory and constitutional arguments uh, for why uh, the survey should not be mandatory. So give us some of the, the lay of the, of the land then in terms of what comes next. How do you see this uh, playing forward? So going forward, uh, when the uh, court, uh, the federal court uh, grants class certification, uh, all of the thousands of people in the country who have refused to answer the American Community Survey would be part of the class action. They would be plaintiffs, uh, members of the class. And uh, the court will have to decide uh, on uh, on uh, parties briefing uh, whether the uh, bureau has this authority, statutorily speaking. And if they do, uh, does that cause any constitutional problems? So going forward, we are expecting um, the court to have to deal with class certification and uh, then the uh, actual merits arguments in the case. All right. And a great insight there. And I think this is uh, one of those that I don't think has been on anyone's radar. Uh, and we appreciate you raising that again. This is a uh, function of the Census Bureau. And it's the American Community Survey, uh, which is sent out to about 3.5 million randomly selected Americans every year. And it demands personal information on all kinds of things, uh, over 100 questions. Uh, and that is problematic on, on so many levels. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you joining us today and, and bringing this to light. This is one we'll continue to track and uh, look to you to give us some updates as this uh, progresses through the courts. Thanks for having me, and I'll be sure to give you updates. All right. Wonderful. That's uh, Adi Dinar, who's an attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation. A uh, great piece in The Hill today, uh, What the Government Gets to Know About You Should Be Your Choice. And I think that is such an important component to this. Uh, as Adi pointed out to us, uh, it was 1790 that Congress authorized the first census. Uh, and again, that census is designed to count the people so we can figure what the proportion needs to be in terms of representation. 
And that is the job. Count the number of people in the country so we can apportion congressional seats in the House of Representatives. That is the job. Uh, but now it seems that they have expanded that, which is often the case uh, in these kinds of agencies, that they continue to have that mission creep and continue to do more and more. But collecting that kind of data uh, at the threat of a penalty of some sort uh, is so far beyond the pale, in my view, and incredibly problematic. And so it's going to be really interesting. We talk about uh, the court being so politicized. This is part of the reason why these things happen when you have agencies that continue to expand their authority uh, to do more. And you can say, well, we're doing it in the interest of this or that. Uh, and that's fine. Uh, but Congress needs to do that, not the agency just saying, well, we're going to collect more data because we can. Uh, and that's what we do. So we have to make sure we're keeping those things in the in the proper perspective, because otherwise we just continue to have this cycle uh, where we have agency overreach, the executive branch overreaches, uh, lawsuit gets filed, it works its way through the court and ultimately ends up at the Supreme Court. And that's why these things continue to be so contentious and so politicized because when Congress doesn't act or doesn't authorize as it should and the executive branch just does what it wants through the agencies, then you end up with this kind of problem, this kind of challenge. So we're going to continue to watch that one. I think it's a really important one in terms of you have the right to decide what the government gets in terms of your information. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break, and we're going to go back to the Supreme Court. I was standing out front uh, this morning when the ruling came out on the prayer case involving the coach from Washington State. Uh, other things continue to come out, and there's a few cases left on the Supreme Court docket and how they all play into politics. We'll take a look at that when we come back. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 